Do you like books? What about books that read to you? Not the books themselves. That would be interesting if books had voices. It would be like once upon a time. You don't know if the book, what what voices the books would have. Who, who knows? Sometimes the books are read by authors. Sometimes they're read by uh, voice actors. I've mentioned it before. The Martian's one of my favorite because the voice actor is pretty fantastic. Uh, but if you want to go investigate the world of spoken books or weird books with faces, I don't know what I'm talking about. AudibleTrial.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E. Get your first ebook for free and then uh, pay monthly to get uh, as many ebooks as you can muster. So go ahead and do that thing. AudibleTrial.com slash D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E, and that supports the channel. So let's get back to the show. Hello there, C-Note here, and welcome to the last episode of Dopamine. It's a little weird. I never really thought this day would come, but it feels like the right time. It's um, weird because it's kind of out of nowhere. And I even said I was going to do two more podcasts about the emotional parentification stuff. But um, amidst that and a lot of transitional energy this year that I've been experiencing the past few months, and I'm also getting married tomorrow, and um, a lot of things that have been happening in my life uh, internally in terms of emotionally, figuring out some ties to my past uh, I've been in the middle of reading uh, CPTSD uh, by, I need to pull up the book real quick. Um, Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving by Pete Walker. Um, there's a section I just came across related to pseudocyclothymia. Now on this podcast for four years now, um, I have been talking about my mental health on this podcast, my cyclothymia, my emotional moods, my um, various intellectual understandings of what's kind of happening in my head. And when I came across this section, this section talked about, uh, I might even read it to you because I think it's, it's sort of a period at the end of the sentence of this podcast. So before I get into that, I should probably talk about why a little bit more. Um, first of all, this, this podcast has been around for four years. It started as something where I wanted a place to express myself and a place to connect with people because I was incredibly lonely. I was in a life that I thought I wanted and just wasn't working. I had just finished therapy um, because my therapist had left, uh, had to move, and it was really hard to find a new one. <clears throat> so I just started talking through Anchor. I had heard about the app, and I started talking and connecting with people. Anchor is actually how I met Molly, and started to make some connections with people, not only through Anchor, but then in my personal life at my job, who were actually starting to show some support to me and my emotional needs. Not something I was very used to um, in my life up to that point. Uh, there's a lot of complex stories around that. 
And um, that's really for me to dive into on my own. And that's largely why this is ending, because I think I've reached the end of the helpfulness of this podcast for me in terms of its expression and me just talking into a microphone. This is no, by no means the end of me podcasting ever. I may do another type of podcast. I may do something that's a little bit more business focused and practical in terms of what I'm trying to accomplish with um, my INTP related work and personality work um, and even creative expression. And, um, you know, I, I don't know where that's going, but, you know, I, I enjoy podcasting too much to not ever do it again. But I think this form of mental health expression and sort of performing my own cognitive behavioral therapy on the podcast is coming to a close. And I, it's largely because I'm reaching an end of the usefulness of just talking about how I feel, meaning that I'm getting to a place where I'm needing to feel how I feel and to grieve a lot of my past to feel and recognize the weight of the complex PTSD that I'm actually experiencing. So I've talked about complex PTSD on this podcast before. There are 400 episodes. So if you're showing up at the last episode, you can go through them and hopefully you can learn something from them. Um, I will still be accessible at Let's Go See Note on um, Twitter particularly, but I'm probably going to be limiting the ability to um, do any kind of intellectual labor around mental health stuff. Cause I'm not a therapist and I've never pretended to be one on this podcast and um, not going to be personally. I think some of that is what's changing too. Like I stopped doing coaching and person personality profiling because I realized that there's some, some, some trauma connected to intellectualizing, not intellectualizing, um, doing intellectual labor in the past. And it's made coaching very uncomfortable. And um, there's still some healing to be done there uh, before I can really support anyone in that type of way. Um, so when I've recorded these podcasts, they were meant to be something where I've shared my experience I've been sharing my process. I've been sharing what's been going on for me. And it's a little bit unfortunate that it does have to end. It does have to stop. But it's almost strangely an example of having to finally heal and really do the work of healing as opposed to just talking about it. Like there was, I need to, I, I mentioned to Molly all the time, all of these like creative things I want to do or these ideas for podcast episodes. And she's always like, great, do it. <laughs> and there's a lot of things I don't do where there's a lot of things that I talk about in relation to healing uh, or feeling my emotions or even preaching it to other people. And um, I, I don't actually do it myself. And I think it's my turn. I think it's time for me to, step away from the microphone to create some things to put this energy in a different direction and to, I mean, I didn't even tell anyone that I'm 
doing this. This was like really a choice that I just made this morning. Uh, not, not just this morning. It's, it's been a ongoing thought process for the last few months. And today feels appropriate because as I've said, there's been this transition energy. Molly and I are getting married tomorrow. We are really kind of focused on this idea of our marriage being this stepping out into the world, into like the real world and not just being in our heads or not just being um, pseudo psychologists or anything like that. It's about embodying and, and actually wanting to thrive. Right. So the book that I'm reading, CPTSD, complex PTSD from surviving to thriving really feels like it's encompassing that feeling. It's encompassing that idea of, I I think I'm coming to grips with that idea of just like, I'm, I don't want to just survive anymore. I do want to thrive. I, I do want to reclaim some of my energy that I've been using or have been, has been put into being emotionally exhausted. After I do these podcast episodes, I'm always emotionally exhausted. Um, most days I wake up pretty emotionally exhausted. I think a lot about my past. I think a lot about my traumas. I think a lot about my history and it's very distracting. Uh, and it's very hard when you're a person that's needing to pay the bills and be productive and to be a parent and, um, you know, all these things that come with being an adult. So I've been chipping away and trimming the fat of things that are um, not conducive to what I need right now. And the podcast just happens to be one of those things that I don't need right now. Maybe I'll come back. Who knows? Um, But I'm claiming this as the last episode because it's important for me to pick this as a final, final moment. Um, I think what's really interesting too, is that Molly and I just went to go see black widow last night. And um, there's also been a recent trailer for like, what if for the Marvel series. And I remember when Robert Downey Jr. Finished infinity war and end game that he talked about just wanting to move on. You know, he did iron man, Tony Stark for 10 years and making the choice to not overstay his welcome. And I think about that all the time. I think about the timelessness of making a choice of moving on and letting what you've created mean something and not try to cling to it as something that eventually fizzles out as a result of clinging to it. And so there's that aspect of it. I mean, 400 episodes is a lot. Um, there's been a lot of experimentation on this podcast. There's been a lot of figuring things out, trying to make it a success as well as a healing tool. And um, largely, it's been a healing tool. And it has been healing. I've learned a lot about talking my feelings out loud. I've learned a lot about expressing myself. I've learned a lot about these various topics that I've shared on the podcast. Um, but I'm now feeling like I need some more internal synthesis and this podcast has become something that's almost so presentable in my mind, like something that I actively think about and less is less off the cuff. And there are more considerations, uh, more people listening, 
more um, uh, potential. Uh, it, it doesn't feel, it's starting to feel less and less like a space where I can be completely unfiltered with how I feel. And that kind of defeats the purpose of creating this in the first place. So that's why it feels like it's an appropriate time to end. And so one of the big themes of this podcast has been my cyclothymia, which I've described as a form of bipolar disorder. And what's been really interesting about reading this book is that I'm now learning that there is such a thing as pseudocyclothymia that's related to uh, complex PTSD. And it's, it's, it's kind of amazing. I read it the other night, I think last night actually, and it sort of blew my mind because I've never seen anything describe my mental health, my experience so succinctly and so perfectly after all of this work, I've been trying to figure it out for myself. Um, you know, it's always amazing when I come across like personality descriptions, Enneagram, you know, anything that's mental health related or creativity related. And you figure something out yourself and you come across an article that's like, oh, other people have figured this out already. And it's okay for me to ask for help or to look for help or to look for guidance. And that's part of it too is taking a step out into the world so that I can actually receive help and support from others. And um, when it comes to healing and then focus my energies in my work areas, like making money and making a living in a different capacity. So, you know, dopamine has shifted from this solely mental health thing into some personality related stuff. I have the YouTube channel, which is basically all personality related and it's all INTP related mostly. And that's going to keep going. Like I'm going to keep doing the podcast or, or the, the YouTube channel. Um, and I will probably continue to post the, I will continue to post the audio versions on this feed so you can stay subscribed if you're an INTP or know an INTP. And I may even include other personality stuff as it goes forward. So what is ending really is the podcast exclusive content and the mental health specific content on this feed. So the personality stuff is going to keep going. And, um, you know, I'm going to keep probably continue to keep making courses and, and all of that, because that's helping to pay the bills. That's actually been very supportive of my mental health. And, um, it's a way that I can support other INTPs who have had similar challenges to me. Um, but in a way that is more about helping others and less about just helping myself, if that makes any sense. So, and then in my personal life, I can focus on my personal healing. So I'm going to read this little section about pseudocyclothymia. Um, and what just preceded this section was talking about using food as a satiation for attachment hunger. And um, so this feeling of um, sometimes there's this conflation between being physically hungry and um, needing attachment to a person needing comfort, right? And food, you know, you know, the concept of comfort food. So 
that preceded this, just as a context. So pseudocyclothymia, on a parallel with false hunger, feeling tired is sometimes unrelated to sleep deprivation. It is instead an emotional experience of the abandonment depression. I believe that emotional tiredness comes from not resting enough in a safe relationship with yourself or with another. This emotional exhaustion often masquerades as physiological tiredness. Unfortunately, over time, the two can become confusingly intertwined. When our abandonment depression is unremediated, either kind of tire either kind of tiredness can trigger us into fear. This then activates the inner critic, which then translates tired into an endangering imperfection, which in turn triggers us into a 4F response, which he means uh, fawn, freeze, flight, or fight. Ironically, overreacting to emotional tiredness eventually creates real physical exhaustion via a process called a cyclothymic two-step. The cyclothymic two-step is the dance of flight types or subtypes who habitually overreact to their tiredness with workaholic or busyholic activity. Self-medicating with their own adrenaline, they run to counteract the emotional tiredness of the unprocessed abandonment depression. Eventually, however, many exhaust themselves physically and become temporarily too depleted or sick to continue running. At such times, they collapse into an accumulated depression so painful that they relaunch desperately into flight speed at the first sign of replenished adrenaline. Survivors with this pattern sometimes misdiagnose themselves as bipolar because of their abrupt vacillations between adrenaline highs and abandonment exacerbated lows. Also noteworthy here is the futile journey that many survivors undergo treating emotional tiredness with physiological-based methods. The The limited efficacy of such approach, however, typically augments their shame. What's wrong with me? I've changed everything in my diet and in my sleep and exercise regimen. I've taken every available supplement and seen every type of practitioner imaginable, and I still wake up feeling dead tired. There is a healthy way out of this cul-de-sac of misdirected striving. It lies in cultivating self-kindness during those inevitable times when you feel tired, bad, lonely, or depressed. In this regard, the notable AA 12-step acronym, HALT, Hungry, Angry, Lonely, or Tired, can be helpful. Accordingly, I recommend that you focus inside to see if you have flashed back into the abandonment depression whenever you experience a HALT feeling. If you have... You can then work to generate the internal self-compassionate attention described above. So that's really why this is ending because of wanting to spend time on that internal self-compassionate attention. Uh, I've been doing some of that in recent months. I've been really spending a lot more time being self-compassionate when I'm having difficult feelings or feeling overwhelmed or overworked or um, starting to experience the emotionally draining lows. Even just now I had to, I had to take a moment to break between this recording because uh, Molly walked in and as she was walking in and, and grabbing a couple things real quick, I was noticing my internal dialogue happening of feeling a little frustrated, but then also um, having to talk myself down and say like, it's okay. Like we'll, we'll get back to recording this and also starting to feel some of the grief coming up of, 
of finishing this podcast because it's it's been really important to me. Uh, I've heard a lot of really great stories as a result of it too. I mean, having 150,000 listens on your podcast is no, no slouch. Uh, it's been amazing to do this process. It's been amazing to share some of my story. Um, but now it's time to really get into healing territory and really focus on my healing and not use this podcast as a flight mechanism. You know, in a lot of ways, it's I'm realizing how much I divert my emotional needs into helping others. And it's not bad to help others by any means, but I think something that I've talked about in the past on this podcast in relation to sort of like bigger picture things is how instead of focusing on our healing, we end up focusing on helping other people. And if we can really focus on our own healing, if I can focus on my own healing, then I can really have a much more potent impact on the people around me because I'm not only demonstrating healing and growth and self-love and self-care, but then when it's time to help someone else or really listen, then I can provide a focused action and not necessarily just commiserate or just just add to the tornado of sadness or grief or anything like that. And I can actually be potently helpful and listen when it's time to listen or help when it's time to help and not try to overexert my sense of importance um, by helping people, but, but doing so a bit more genuinely as a byproduct of helping myself. So, while I've talked about using this podcast as like a, almost a self-indulgent thing, it's somewhat the other way around now that I think about it. It's been this sort of flight mechanism of helping other people as an avoidance of really dealing with my shit. Um, and, you know, my, my stuff is really, it's hard. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm, that's part of, one of my my first things of of first things to own is that it is a lot and even in this book there's a section all about diminishing your own experiences and i've done that regularly uh and so owning the severity of of my happenings like what my life has been and what i've needed and what i haven't gotten and what i'm needing and what i'm getting now in a lot of ways externally I'm now wanting to translate into making that truth a reality internally that I have people that love and care for me, that I have an amazing support in my partner and some close friends and wanting to continue to cultivate those relationships. And so a lot of what I'm wanting to do personally is owning the severity, like I said, and allowing myself to get angry about it and then sad about it. I mean, I haven't cried in 15 years, like one of those good cries. I haven't cried in over a decade. And that's a lot of energy in my body. Uh, so the fact that I feel tired all the time makes so much sense. 
after reading and sharing that with you, I hope that makes sense to you too. Um, <clears throat> and explore that if you're persistently tired, it may not necessarily be a physiolo physiological thing and maybe an emotional thing. And uh, for me, especially as an INTP as well, like understanding what that means, like how do you feel emotions? That's really hard. Um, I usually feel them as I talk, uh, but if they come up internally, it's almost like it's almost like feeling your emotions is just not rationalizing them away or turning them into something else, right? Like, like I said, with this podcast, like turning it into a flight mechanism and turning it into something where I, I help someone else instead of helping myself. And so now is the time to help myself and to truly heal because I've been trying to heal and achieve at the same time. Like my friends at Personality Hacker, they have this model called the HAT model, which is typically about like different kinds of coaching. And that references healing, achievement, and transcendence. And, you know, it's no mistake that healing is first. Healing is important because <clears throat> how are you going to thrive <clears throat> and do your best when you've got healing to do, right? It's like if you're you you have a gash in your arm, you are not going to go play tennis. <laughs> uh, you need to heal it first. And um, that's so much harder to accept and understand psychologically. Um, but I think I'm getting to a place of realizing how much I need to heal. Also, Personality Hacker, who have been amazing friends to me, amazing supports for me in my life. And of this podcast, they even had me on their podcast a few times, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, they had a podcast with their friend Bruce Music about the ACEs score. And um, the ACEs score is about um, uh, basically like your uh, the emotional traumas, in a sense. I forget what the actual acronym, acronym stands for, but... Um, it's, you know, your ACEs score is really supposed to be, supposed to be, quote unquote, um, like zero or one, very few things. And, and these are things that are difficulties in your childhood, you know, like things that you just did not get the support for. Um, I have six. So um, that really hit me. That hit me because when I experience or I think about one or two of them. And these are not just moments. These are persistent things. That's why it's complex PTSD. Complex, complex PTSD is repeated traumas, as it were. And so if I think about one moment or one or two things, it's easy to dismiss them. It's easy to say that, oh, that was just this person feeling this thing in this moment, or they were doing the best that they could or any number of reasons to dismiss it. But I'm finding now that they're showing up regularly in my mind, especially after that awareness of having six of them. Suddenly, like every other moment, there's a new one playing in my mind and it's becoming recurring in a way that is um, making me aware that this is not an isolated incident kind of thing that there's persistence uh, in, in, 
and having not gotten what I needed as a child and um, now needing to heal from that. So I'm angry about it. I'm frustrated and I, I need to feel that. And I'm feeling that right now. <laughs> uh, it's really hard because like I'm, I'm noticing my internal critic calling myself dramatic for even starting to choke up a little bit. And that's, that's one of the things that I'm working on is that internal critic as well. So, I mean, this book, Complex PTSD, um, Surviving to Thriving, covers so much of that. I'm not even halfway through the book yet. I've kind of been jumping around, and that's what I like about it too, is it says like, hey, if you're experiencing this, go read this first. Or if you're experiencing this, go read this first. And uh, is really good at linking to the different sections. And so uh, managing and having conversations with my internal critic is something I want to work on. Uh, noticing and accepting and honoring the fact that this is my real, authentic, genuine experience, that I'm not making this up, because that's often how I feel, is that I'm making up the severity of my own trappings. Because there are people who are thriving, right? And it's easy. We talk about it all the time. It's easy to compare yourself to other people. It's easy to compare the success to of others. Um, and I think that's like the exhaustion that I'm feeling is that I've been trying for so long to make some sort of success happen. And things are happening slowly um, with the INTP stuff. And I'm going to continue that. Because uh, it's really amazing and helpful to INTPs, and they've been really grateful, and I appreciate them for that. Um, but I've I've been trying so hard, in spite of my challenges. I've been trying so hard for so long. Um, you know, I'm turning 36 this year. That's a long time to deal with this stuff since you were a kid, um, and I know many people are dealing with it for so much longer than I have. That's not to diminish my stuff, right? And look, I just did it. <laughs> it's like other people have it worse. It's like, nope, I, it's something I got to stop doing, right? Is is saying stuff like that. Like my experience is severe. It is what it is. And it's um, part of it is that acceptance. So I've been trying so hard. And um, I'm I'm tired of, of trying in spite of this thing. And so I'm wanting to put this effort into healing, to put this effort into focus, focusing my strength into genuinely helping people, but not as an avoidance tactic, not as a flight tactic to avoid feeling what I need to feel, addressing what I need to address. Uh, lately I've been feeling as I've also been tapping into the self-preservation instinct within me, uh, according to the Enneagram, sort of the instinctual sequence, I'm self-pres repressed, which is the third in the instinctual sequence. And so self-pres repressed typically shows up as like not really caring for your own physical needs all that much. And, um, uh, kind of being dismissive about self-preservation things and even involving a little bit of like finesse and focus. So that explains some of the, the ADHD-ish symptoms that I've experienced in my life as well. So as I've been focusing on that, I've been feeling smaller, like physically shrinking, <laughs> not literally, but I've been feeling 
like a child and accessing this child part of me. And I'm realizing how scared this part of me is that I've set up a lot of protectors in my psychology to keep that child safe, but in a overbearing parent kind of way, like you're not letting this child discover for themselves what they need to discover to heal and to play right in a way, these protectors that I have internally are keeping this scared child scared and not letting this child process, not letting this child feel, not letting this child be angry, not letting this child um, wish for something better and work towards something better and um, accept the circumstances and and actually accept that everything is is becoming more okay. So as I celebrate my marriage with Molly tomorrow, that's really a launching pad for this aspect of my life to accept the healing and love that is being given to me and that I deserve it and that it is something that I deserve to give to myself in the form of taking care of myself, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, and not diminishing my experience and feeling like I'm worthy of being a success and being someone that can just be, and also someone that can play and find joy and um, continue to uh, to be the best father that I can and break a lot of these cycles that have led to me. You know, it's a lot to, it's a lot to take on the burden and the weight of generational trauma as well. Uh, but someone's got to do it. It might as well be me. <laughs> might as well be me. Uh, why not? You know, um, and if I can't do it, that's that's fine too. But I, I I'm trying to do the best for who are now going to be my stepkids, basically as of tomorrow, and um, give them what I didn't get, and really put extra attention and care into that. So as I wrap this up. Uh, if you've been a listener of this podcast for a long time, or even if this is your first episode, welcome to the last episode. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for hearing me out. I appreciate you for being here, for listening. Um, you know, maybe there have been sparks that have come up in your story, but I think at the end of the day, if I can leave you with last bits of advice, and it's part of basically all of this complex PTSD stuff is to not diminish your experience to feel what you're feeling, to be with it, to trust that you'll be okay. Even if you're in the deepest, darkest depression, that you, your body has intelligence, your body will know how to get through it. It's really just resting. A lot of depression is gets worse with criticism. It gets worse with self-judgment. It gets worse with feeling like you're not supposed to feel this um, with not being around the right support system, with feeling unsafe, with feeling 
like feeling your depression is going to get you killed. Uh, and that feeling itself, ironically, may kill you by pushing you deeper into the depression. And that feeling your feelings is not scary. Um, I mean, it is scary, but there's genuinely nothing to be scared of. And that on the other side, once you feel it, there's a release. And I'm trying to get towards that release. I've done this cycle a million times of having depression over and over again that I know it does get better. What I'm trying to do is end the cycle. But when I go through the cycle, I what helps me is knowing that you know there's a tunnel that I there's a light at the end of that tunnel. And um, I'm hoping that I can encourage you to take the steps and personal responsibility that you need to take. That's really been the, the whole thing about this podcast is trying to demonstrate, show, and talk about mental health being your experience. And that means surrounding yourself with better people. That means you know, putting the information or ideas in your head that are actually going to be helpful to you, not doing what you feel like you're quote unquote supposed to do, uh, not diminishing your experience through comparison, though comparison is inevitable. It's just what we do. It's part of the human experience. Um, but because someone has something else better or worse, that it does not mean that you are less or better than they are. We are all strangely equal in our emotional experiences. You know, we're all human. And um, that in itself is is a valid experience. So, yeah. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. I'm going to keep making music. I'm going to keep working on the YouTube channel, I will be continuing to post the audio version of this podcast on this feed and, um, our audio version of the YouTube channel on this feed. And, um, if you follow me at let's go see note, there may be other projects, other things. I, I want to do some writing for my friend, Susan storm. I want to do some more personality related stuff, uh, to keep that going, to help pay the bills. And to explore creativity and um, all of those aspects that I know very well. Um, so they may show up in different projects. Uh, you know, I have music that I, if you follow me on Twitter, there's a link to my link tree, which has like links to my music and my photography and all sorts of stuff that I do. Continuing to put my focus on client work. Um, Personality Hacker is one of my clients and they're doing a lot of amazing programs that I'm helping them edit. And I'm excited for people to see those and allowing myself to be a support mechanism for other people um, in a genuine way, not just as a deflection tool. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, that's it. With all that said, uh, I don't have any other way to end this other than to say, thank you. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you next time. See ya. This has been a C-Note Media Production.